Welcome to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Lady Preacher podcast. I'm so thankful that you are here. We are wrapping up our series on the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapters five through seven. We have one more episode after this, and then we're going to take a break for the month of July. So you won't see any more interviews, any more Monday episodes with just me talking to you for the month of July. And I hope that gives you space to rest. I know we are going to rest myself and my sound editor, Bree, who does such amazing work. She works so hard. Honestly, y'all, you would not have this podcast if it were not for (laughs) Brie. She does so much work. So I am incredibly thankful to her and want to give her this opportunity to rest as well for the summer. And we'll be back in August. I haven't decided yet what we're going to do for our Monday episodes. We'll see if you have suggestions on things you want us to talk about, please let me know. But for our interviews, we're doing a whole series on relationships. So I've interviewed my best friend. We're going to have my husband, Pastor Kevin B be on. Uh, We're going to be talking with a therapist and a few other different folks on faith and relationships. So if there are particular relationships you want us to explore, please let me know. And I am so excited to bring you that series. I have a feeling it'll go on for a month or two just because there are so many different configurations of relationship in our lives. And I'm excited to bring that to you. I know that a few of you have requested some of these episodes and I'm excited to be able to offer them. In the meantime, while we're taking our break, I hope that you find me on Instagram or on Facebook. You can just search Pastor Kelsey B and I should show up and please find me and let's connect. Uh, You can also connect with me through my website, dancingpastor.org. I send out a weekly devotional email on Monday mornings. And I've said this before, but I'm really passionate about the unsubscribe button. I love it. (laughs) Anytime I start receiving a million emails from a company, I love unsubscribing. It feels so good to deep clean that email inbox. And because of that, I really respect you and respect your virtual space. So I will only send you emails on Monday morning and you'll receive one per week. And some weeks, you know, I take the week off like the week of Easter. So you won't get an email that week, but just know I really respect your virtual space. So you will only receive one. And it's just a short scripture reflection. It's probably a one and a half, two minute read. And I include our weekly interview as well as something I call a Monday morning shift. And that's where I invite you to reflect with me on where God is working in your life. And so shift stands for sacred hope, inspiration, fulfillment, and thankfulness. And so I reflect in every Monday email on where I'm finding God where I'm experiencing the sacred, what's giving me hope and inspiration, what's filling my heart, what's filling my well, and what I'm thankful for. So please sign up. It's free. You can do that on my website and I look forward to connecting with you. Okay. With all of that being said, I invite you to listen to the scripture. I'm going to read from the message version, and this is the gospel of Matthew chapter seven, verses six through 14. Don't be flip with the sacred. Banter and silliness give no honor to God. Don't reduce holy mysteries to slogans. In trying to be relevant, you're only being cute and inviting sacrilege. 
Do not bargain with God. Be direct. Ask for what you need. This isn't a cat and mouse hide and seek game we're in. If your child asks for bread, do you trick that child with sawdust? If your child asks for fish, do you scare them with a live snake on their plate? As bad as you are, you wouldn't think of such a thing. You're at least decent to your own children. So don't you think the God who conceived you in love will be even better? Here is a simple rule of thumb guide for behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you. Then grab the initiative and do it for them. Add up God's law and prophets, and this is what you get. Do not look for shortcuts to God. The market is flooded with surefire, easygoing formulas for a successful life that can be practiced in your spare time. Don't fall for that stuff, even though crowds of people do. The way to life, to God, is vigorous and requires total attention. Let's pray. Holy and beloved creator, I pray for each and every person listening today that your spirit may fill them up so that it overflows and that your love extends out through them. Be with us today as we hear this scripture, God. May we live into all of your law and prophets by loving our neighbors and ourselves by showing up, by not going the easy road, but doing the right thing, the good thing, not because we have to, but because you invite us to. Good and loving creator, please open our hearts and our minds and fill our wells today. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. I appreciate the message translation a lot. The way that Eugene Peterson takes the the historical language of scripture and then brings it into a more modern context. A lot of people won't call it a translation, but more of a paraphrase because of that. So it's not a word for word translation, but what Eugene Peterson tried to do in writing the message was bring out some of the flavor of the original language. One of my favorite examples of this is in our context, we might use the phrase, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. And we might know what that means, that, you know, you're waiting for the next bad thing to happen. But if you were to translate that into a different language or a different time period, that person who speaks that other language or lives in that other time period isn't going to know what you mean. It's going to sound literal. And so what Eugene Peterson tried to do is understand some of the nuances and the plays with words that are happening in scripture and bring them into our modern context so that we can understand it on a deeper level. And so that's some of what's happening here when we hear this more modern language in the message version. It's trying to bring out some of that that color and that play of the original context and language. And so as we get into this, When we look at what Jesus is saying here, you know, this phrase of ask for what you need, be direct, don't bargain with God, that this isn't a cat and mouse hide and seek game that we're in, that it's telling us, Jesus is telling us that God is faithful, that when we ask God for things, God is listening. 
God isn't just off in another dimension ignoring us, but God is there with us that we don't have to play this cat and mouse game with God. That's not what God is about, but God is with us. God is faithful to us. God who conceives us in love cares for us, wants what's best for us. And when we respond to that love, we respond to that love by following some of the commandments that we're given. And so when it talks about here, do not look for shortcuts to God, that the way to life, the way to God is vigorous and requires total attention. It's the way that we are responding to God's goodness. So if we imagine that we start from a place of how deeply we are loved, if that is our starting place, how does that transform how we move into the world? So the opposite of that might be if someone has been told their whole life, you are terrible, you are horrible, you are no good for nobody. If that's their starting place, that's what they're going to start to live into. But if we start from this place of you are loved, God is faithful, God listens to you, God cares about you, you are loved and you are seen. If we start from there, that will shape then how we respond in the world. And there are no shortcuts for that. There are no shortcuts to the good and the true and the beautiful. And it's a vigorous thing. You know, Jesus doesn't say it's going to be easy. I often come back to when he says, come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and the burden is light. It's not that there is no yoke. The yoke is the thing that goes across the bison to carry heavy things, right? It's not that we don't have a yoke to carry. We do have a yoke to carry. It's just that it's less heavy, <laughs> right? There's, there's still some work that we are called to, not that we have to, but we are invited to do it. That we are invited to be and enter into this relationship with God. And just as with any other relationship, we have some responsibility within that. And the way to life is by doing those things that God calls us to. I was just talking with someone today about the Ten Commandments. And the Ten Commandments aren't rules to tell us no to a bunch of things and make us feel bad. When we say no to something, it allows us to say yes to something else. So the Ten Commandments, for example, when God says, do not steal, that can feel like a no. But the yes that's inherent in that is, yes, you will be safe in this community. You will be cared for and your things will be respected. Your space will be respected. Do not murder translates into a yes of your life is valued here. You are valued here in this community. And when we continue to live into those yeses, that is the way to life. We can tell something is good by the fruit that it bears. And when we work to bear good fruit, that requires attention, that requires vigor, and it's good. It is all good things. It's leading us towards life and fulfillment. I know for myself, when I'm living in a way that feels out of alignment with who I am and who God calls me to be, I feel heavy. I maybe feel awful about different things. I can tell that it's not bearing good fruit. 
But when I am living in alignment with who I am and who God calls me to be, yes, it requires work, but it is good. And I feel a little lighter, right? My yoke is easy and my burden is light because I am on the pathway of life. And it's a practice, right? I think I say this often, but there's a reason we don't call it faith perfect, but faith practice. That this is a constant returning and moving, right? When we think about balance, it's not a static thing, right? When you're riding a bike, it requires effort to stay in that place of ease when you're riding the bike. And that's what this is like. The way of life, the way of God requires that pedaling of our feet so that we can find ease in the movement of it. And we do it not because God forces us to, but God invites us to do it. And here in this scripture is also where we find that golden rule. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you and do it for them. Add up God's law and prophets and this is what you get. All of scripture rests on this idea of loving God, loving our neighbor as ourself. And that's not easy. There's no shortcut to that. It's often hard, but it is so good and it allows for ease right? Because when you find that balance, like when you're riding a bicycle, maybe you find that perfect spot between effort and ease. And that's what we're going for here. And like I said, it's a constant practice, but the good news is God is with us in it all. And when we start to feel uneasy, or maybe it starts to rock when we're on that bike, when it gets harder, God is there with us. We can be direct, ask for what we need and trust that God is listening and God cares, that God has a wideness of mercy and grace and we are welcomed into that. God knows that we aren't always going to get it right and how beautiful is it that even we are included in God's grace and forgiveness and God is continuously calling us back, reminding us of who we are, who we are created to be in God's image, in the image of love and goodness. So let's start there, my friends. Start here today and know you are so loved. You are so good and holy and beautiful and true. You are valued. You are cared for. You are loved so very loved. I'm thankful for you, my friends. I look forward to one more episode with you before our break. And in the meantime, know that I love you and God does too. Peace and amen. My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries. And you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org slash give. My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.